Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We're happy to bring you into this conversation because I know uh, you're, you're preemptively pissed off. I saw your tweet last <laughs> night about uh, Twitter doctors and De'Aaron Fox. And De'Aaron it was, was, it was a big topic of conversation today. Um, we, we know he's battling through something. He's listed as questionable tomorrow with foot soreness. There's talks of, you know, the hamstring. He's, he's, he's acknowledged he's been, you know, you know, dealing with the bug that's been circulating around the team uh, as well. So I'm not asking you to play Twitter, doctor, but I am asking you, would it be productive uh, for, for, for De'Aaron to rest the game? Or if he wants to gut it out, you want him to keep gutting it out. What do you want to see from De'Aaron Fox moving forward? Well, before I answer that, before we get too far off topic, I was going to ask D'Lo what the chances are of you dressing up in a Santa suit for that toy drive, but the reality is they would have Kenny Carraway dan- uh, dress in the Santa suit, and you would probably be the helper elf, you know, that has to escort all the kids. So that, that's, that's facts. I'm, I'm the helper elf now. Like I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm wearing a Santa suit. You can pull it off. I don't know. Uh, you can rock it. Anyway, uh, it uh, about De'Aaron Fox. No, I am not a Twitter doctor. Um although I'm, I'm working on my PhD. Uh, people always think, I mean, people thought I was angry. I wasn't angry. I was just, t- I mean, I'm, I'm tired it had a tone, me. Matthew. The tweet had a tone. I always got to watch my tone on social media. Uh, those darn Twitter tones, but I like, I was tired of reading and I've read it after every single game over the last week. Like I know De'Aaron is clearly not playing a hundred percent. There's clearly something going on with him, but if De'Aaron Fox is good to go and, the King's media or rather the King's training staff is saying De'Aaron Fox is, is good to go. Then I want him to go. Mm. Like he's, we're talking about the best player on your team and no De'Aaron Fox is not playing like he did when the Sacramento Kings started the season, scoring close to 30 points every single night. That's, that's not what he's doing right now, but he's still in the double digits. He's still playing very well defensively. Like even through this, this bruise that he's dealing with on his foot, which sounds horrendous to deal with, Mm. like he's still playing the best defense of his career. And he's been doing that over that three game win streak before last night's game. And even had some decent moments in last night's game. So De'Aaron is still contributing in many ways to where even if he's not at a hundred percent, 80% of De'Aaron Fox, 70, 60% of De'Aaron Fox is still way, a way better option for the Sacramento Kings than 0% of De'Aaron and asking everybody else to fill that gap. De'Aaron doesn't just have to score the basketball for the Sacramento Kings to win. And what's the most important part is even when De'Aaron has been playing hurt, the Sacramento Kings are still winning games. So what are we complaining about? I think if De'Aaron, now that he's listed as questionable, if De'Aaron needs a game off and he thinks he needs a game off and the team thinks he needs a game off, I trust their decision. But if De'Aaron Fox is playing, 
he's clearly good to go. And I think it's a, uh, I think it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation for De'Aaron because there are a ton of people going back to last season that accused De'Aaron of of sitting out and not playing games and choosing to to sit out while he was hurt or banged up a little bit that trashed him for that. So now he's choosing to play through discomfort because he thinks that gives the Kings the best chance to win, which newsflash it does. Winning is clearly what he cares about. Winning is clearly what this team cares about. And now people are suggesting that De'Aaron is somehow impacting the Kings' uh, ability to win negatively because he's going through a shooting slump by playing with uh, playing with discomfort. I just don't think the man can win uh, in a lot of ways with that negative crowd. So the reality is the Kings are still winning games. I know they didn't last night. If De'Aaron's good to go, then I say let him go. Yeah, you know, and I agree with a lot of that. I, I know I agree with with everybody um, that, you know, he doesn't look like himself. He looks like he's playing through something, which he is, or whatever the case may be. I just think, you know, more to some of these, these open shots, he's getting some open looks that he's just not hitting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's the lift on a shot because of the foot or whatever, I don't know. But it it's not always just like, oh, he can't get by somebody and is struggling with, you know, people at the rim. He's had some wide-open looks that he just isn't knocking down. And I look at the way he's playing through injury and trying to gut it out, and I appreciate that. And I also think it's fair to say I, I need him to still play, you know, better basketball. Like, just if, if you're hurt and you're hampered, that's not, you know, it's not it's still not okay to go 5 of 16. Like, I, I need you get some open looks, you got to knock them down. And that's kind of where I'm at. Where do Matt, do you – where do you stand on like players that are playing hurt being immune to any type of criticism of their game? Because that's what some people feel. No, I think that's a completely different uh, and warranted conversation. De'Aaron absolutely has to play better. No one is saying, or at least in my case, I'm not saying that De'Aaron deserves a pass because he's out there playing banged up. If you're good to go, if you're saying you're good to go, I expect De'Aaron Fox. And while he has not been providing himself, my point was he's still been providing enough for the Sacramento Kings to win a majority of the basketball games that they've been playing during this banged up stretch for Fox. So that, I mean, that's what I'm pointing to, but yeah, De'Aaron has to shoot way better than that. And the Kings reality is the Kings need De'Aaron to get back to his 20 to 25 points per game a night form. They don't, thankfully this team doesn't rely on it to win every single night, which is a credit to Monty McNair and how he's built this roster, but De'Aaron absolutely has to be better. But at the same way, like Kevin Herter has been missing shots. Keegan Murray just went through a slump where he was missing shots. Good looks for the two of them as well. So, like, whether it's injury based or just a shooting slump, that like this is thing. These are things that players go through all season long. And what you want to do when you have a player, a prominent player that's in this position, is one, you want to give them as much opportunity as they can to work through it and hope that they can work through it quickly. But number two is you want a team that can support him and pick him up during those times. And that's what the Sacramento Kings have built. So De'Aaron absolutely does not deserve a pass for struggling as mightily as he is. The Kings, he is their star. The Kings need him to carry through and they expect him. We all expect him to play better than how he's playing right now. But to suggest that De'Aaron playing through injury is somehow hindering the Kings ability to win games. And I've seen those comments on my podcast. I've seen those comments on Twitter. That to me is ridiculous. I, I that, and, and, and I'm a hundred percent on your side with that. Um, and I think we've outlined this, you know, through the, I think we're up to seven games now. De'Aaron's, there isn't a game where you point to and go, well, if De'Aaron was, you know, that was better De'Aaron team would have won. And that's not the case last night. Like the Bucks were going to do what they did. Uh, regardless of the way De'Aaron Fox was shooting. He might have been able to slow a few things down there, particularly during that, that three- or four-minute stretch 
don't even think it was four minutes. But shoot, it might not even have been three minutes. It was quick. Yeah. It was lightning quick that the, that the Bucks opened things up. Maybe he could have slowed things down a little bit. But that, that, that you know, I just I think what more of what I'm concerned about is I don't want to get to that point. I don't want to come out of the New York game and looking at De'Aaron being you know three of 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 thirteen or three of fourteen, and the Kings lose that game by two. Mm. And then it's like. I don't know this, but I'm confident if you had put Davion out there for a longer stretch, maybe things would have gone better. And again, it's not a criticism of Fox for trying to play through something. It's what's the best way of managing this? Because we've talked about, Matt, the depth of this team. The fact that you have, uh, you know, Davion Mitchell. I think Terrence Davis's availability is important to this equation uh, as well. The hub of the universe, the Kings universe, is Devonta Sabonis. Like, you've got playmakers. Like, it's not a it's not a it's not a death sentence like it used to be if De'Aaron was out. It was like you there, there there's enough here to maybe maybe missing a game it, it's not the end of the world. But we also pointed out maybe missing a game doesn't actually help De'Aaron either. Cuz it's yeah. one game. And if it's a bone bruise, I mean resting a bone bruise. I mean I I'm again Twitter doctor, PhD, written in crayon. Like, I have no idea what in the world uh, a, a bone bruise is, let alone how to fix it. Like, it's it sounds like it's a painful injury that you just kind of have to work your way through. And, again, if De'Aaron feels that he's good enough to go and the training staff feels that it's not severe enough to hold him out or feel that holding him out wouldn't make that much of a difference, then I say let the man play because that gives you your best opportunity to win basketball games. I do agree that this team is better suited to overcome that De'Aaron not playing period. But I still think, what did De'Aaron have in last night's game? Was it 16 points or 14 points or something like that? 14 points of De'Aaron Fox with his improved defense and his presence alone. Like, we got to well, think about the... Yeah, it was 15 about, on four, five. It was 15 on five of 16. Right, 15. I mean, and it's not an efficient night for De'Aaron Fox, but at the same time, too, De'Aaron Fox's presence has a specific impact on the Sacramento Kings. You have mm-hmm. to respect Agreed. De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. They guard De'Aaron Fox differently than, I'm sorry, if Davion Mitchell were out there. Now, I think Davion can do great things. I'm not saying that Davion can't fill the role temporarily, but let's put it this way. If the Kings rest De'Aaron Fox or De'Aaron Fox sits out the Cleveland game, I'm okay with that. If they think that's what's necessary, I'm okay with that. you got to protect your players, right? And you got to make sure he can go as long as possible and hopefully into May and best 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 case scenario june right so you got to think about these kind of things and protect your players but at the same time like if De'Aaron fox doesn't play now i know donovan mitchell is also listed as questionable so we'll have to see with this but if donovan mitchell plays and the cleveland cavaliers are already trying to get back at the sacramento kings for losing to them in sacramento if De'Aaron fox doesn't play i don't expect the kings to have i think they'll have a chance to win that game i don't expect them to win that game and is that worth is it worth it I, I think that's just things that we have to take into account. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think another thing that comes into play as well is, you know, even though the Kings have high aspirations for, you know, where they want to be and where they're. Now, George you know, just said playing in June. Playing in June, right? High aspirations. We also got to remember um, they ain't done that yet, you know, and they can't play as if they have. Like mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks or the Phoenix Suns, they can do that. Right, they can say you know you can load Boston manage Celtics, all you want. Yeah, you know, yeah. we know where we're going to be. We know where we've been. Sacramento Kings are still trying to get somewhere, and that's kind of with Golden State last night. Yeah, yeah, they can they can do that. The Kings are still trying to establish themselves and get somewhere, and I, that may go through De'Aaron Fox's head or Mike Brown's head. Where you know, as much as we think we're on the right path to getting some, we're not there yet. 
We're not good enough to just say, hey, if we lose this game, you know, so what? We're getting healthy for a- April. We may not be in April. Like we need it. So that, that may play into their thinking as well, whether or not to continue to play him or um, have him sit a game or two. To me, my biggest takeaway from this Bucks game was the same major takeaway that I had from the Boston Celtics loss, which is the Sacramento Kings are a good team. I think we're far enough into the season to say that with confidence. The Sacramento Kings are a good team. I don't think it's realistic to expect this team to fall off a cliff. Now, we could be surprised. Kings could come in, but I'm saying I don't think it's realistic to expect that like maybe we have in years past with the team when they've been playing well. Like I think this team is good which coming into this season, if I had told you that I'd be able to say that with confidence 20 so or so games into the season, I think we all would have been excited. But there's a massive gap in the NBA between good and great. The Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, those are two great teams, championship caliber teams. In my opinion, the two best teams in the NBA right now. Like And, and records-wise, I think would show that. And I think those two are going to – I think the best chances for a champion are in the Eastern Conference over the Western Conference this year. That's just my opinion. Like, it, I think it's – perfectly clear i call it like a a a brutal progress report like sacramento is good they're good enough to hang with any team in the nba on any given night and they've proven it time and time again they proved it with how they came back against the boston celtics and they proved it with how they built a lead and and held a lead and hung in there with the milwaukee bucks all the way until the fourth quarter when on the road winning time happened and those two championship teams flipped that proverbial switch and the sacramento kings don't have that experience yet and don't understand how to win in those moments i don't understand how the Kings should win in those moments we haven't seen it yet and it took the boston celtics losing in the nba finals to figure that out it took the uh the milwaukee bucks years and Giannis antetokounmpo winning an mvp before they figured that out enough to win in a championship so i mean these are lessons that you learn over time so i think it's it's good to keep into perspective where the sacramento kings are at they're a good team they're gonna it's gonna take probably this season and i think a playoff exit for them to get close as close to a great team as they can this year so that hopefully those lessons can be incorporated next season. Well, they'll exit the playoffs when they win the championship. They'll just True. exit with the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's a good point. That's a good point right there. That's what it is. paid the big bucks. It is. That's why. Yep, that's the reason. <laughs> um, you, you talked about, you know, you, you know growing and, and, and learning as a team. It, 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 it feels like, and, you, you know, you tell me, uh, Keegan's growing and learning right now. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 had one of his more comfortable games on, on on the road, and it appears, you know, the different things that had hindered him for a stretch of period. Uh, hopefully, they they appear to be a thing of the past. Yeah, I think I think Keegan's figuring it out. I think he's starting to understand, like the 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 way he was playing in the summer league while I do think you could see how he could translate that and even preseason how that could translate into playing with the the main roster how how well he fits into systems and scores in the flow of an offense and the flow of a system it's one thing to experience that with summer league teammates against summer league defenses it's a whole nother thing to incorporate that and and you could see he started his career the first couple of games that he played played very very well and it looked like he was just almost playing with this confidence carried over from summer league and this confidence of I'm here I'm arrived I've arrived and I know what I'm doing then kind of reality sets in a little bit and you see him take steps back but still the credit that I give Keegan Murray over the the entire course of the slump that he was in he didn't change the way he played 
He continued to play in the flow of the offense. He continued to take good shots. They just weren't falling. Sometimes his decisions weren't necessarily the best, but it wasn't like he was forcing the issue and trying to fight his way through it. So what I think Keegan Murray is doing, what I think Keegan Murray needs to continue to do, is just play within himself, and we'll see that the results will slowly come. He's a smart player. He's got a high basketball IQ. Uh, So overall, I mean, I, I think what Keegan Murray has been doing is great, and we're seeing... I, I don't think Keegan Murray did that much last night out of being pretty aggressive out of the gate compared to when he was slumping. It's just shots are falling and the confidence sure. is there. Yeah, That game last night, uh, Damien's talked about it a number of different times, and it's a great point. Um, only 17 assists last night. It's not what we've known to be Sacramento Kings basketball this year. Is there – was it um, self-inflicted? Like, were they not playing Kings basketball and doing a little bit more one-on-one? Or do you think it's something the Bucks, uh kind of forced them into yesterday? Oh, I think it's absolutely the Bucks. I mean, that's a championship team. Like, the, the, the Bucks. I think Mike Brown said after the game that he felt this was the first game all season where, like, the Kings were – what did he say? Like manhandled, or or the Kings were not in control, or yeah, he's and I, 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 I know no. one, yeah, that he 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 said the Bucks didn't feel them at all last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I mean, I think that definitely has something to do with Milwaukee. I'll also say too, like the assist numbers are glaring to me. What was glaring, Kenny, was the Kings only had twenty something. I don't have the number in front of me. They only had like twenty six or twenty seven or something like that points off of the bench, and Malik Monk had sixteen of them. Like that, the the Kings bench production has been something that's been super consistent through the successful stretches that they've had. So while I don't think it's fair to expect the Kings bench to provide you 40 plus ignite like they were doing earlier on in the season, how they were giving the Kings 50 and 60 on back to back nights. Mm -hmm. As good as Malik Monk still was, he had good moments, also had some bad moments in last night's game. Like you only got four points from Davion Mitchell, I, I believe four or five points. You got two points from Rashawn Holmes in garbage time. You got like four points from Chemezi Metu. Like, and that was that it. Bench, yeah. Yeah. Because the and number was 20. Yeah. The number was 27 and then 16 were from Malik. Right. So that, I mean, that, that I think is a, is a, a big indication of the Milwaukee Bucks. were not going to allow the depth of the Sacramento Kings to beat them. And that's been something that we've discussed over the last couple of weeks when the Kings starters would set the tone, Malik Monk and the Kings depth would come in and take, and take the, take it up a notch and teams were having a hard time de- handling that. The Milwaukee Bucks knew how to handle it. But at the same time, too, like the Kings have been sharing the wealth. They had six players finishing double-figure scoring last night. That's been a recipe su- for success for the Sacramento Kings. That's why I think the Kings were in the game as much as they were. So there were good things that allowed them to hang around. But the the assists, the passing, the uh, lack of bench production compared to games past, like those were the two glaring things. Mm-hmm. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay. Um, man, Davion. You do want more from Davion. The funny thing about Malik's, too, is Malik's 16 wasn't efficient. No. Like he took 19 shots to get there. Again, and and this this speaks to what you're talking about now, Matt. That's that's a credit to the Milwaukee Bucks. Like that's that's it's great that the Kings have this like newfound defense, right? Hey, all right, we're starting to see them cook a little bit. This is old hat for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, like they they they, they, what they do. yeah they know what to do defensively in their sleep. Like they're 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 going to be ready. I think the true killer was, and all of us, I know all of us watching since this was, oh. So Drew Holiday's hot, huh? All right. So on top of Giannis being Giannis, the best player on the planet, we got to deal with uh, Drew Holiday getting him some, and then the fear of of Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton. And Kenny pointed out the ridiculous shot Chris Middleton hit in the corner. That was uh, tough. Like, all right, these 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 guys got these guys got points everywhere. Yeah, it's a championship squad. Like, and and Drew Holiday is is one of my favorite players in the league, and has been one of my favorite players in the league for a long time. Like, he's he's a gamer. He plays hard, and he can give you nights like that. It was his only set. Uh, it, it was his second thirty plus point game this season. He had one right at the beginning of the, beginning of the season in October when he dropped thirty four, and then this game. Mm. So, it's not necessarily what he's known for, but when there's so much attention on Giannis Antetokounmpo, which by the way, like I, I heard conversations and saw conversations of, well, who do the Kings have to match up against Giannis Antetokounmpo? Who does the NBA have to match up against Giannis Antetokounmpo outside of grabbing the dude's legs and holding on and pulling him down to the ground? There's nothing you can do to stop that freight train of a man. Jeff Van so, Gundy. Like, <laughs> he's going to get Gundy. his. You're, but you're exactly like the Kings can't allow Drew Holiday to drop 31. In addition to the, 18 or so points that you're always going to get from Middleton in addition to the double digits that you're going to get um, from, from Brooke Lopez. But that's what makes this team so difficult to, to handle is okay. Drew scores only 22 that night. Chris Middleton could easily go for 31. Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez could easily drop 20. If he's hot from the perimeter, he's going to get so many open looks like that's where the Kings depth wise. I think that's where the Kings want to get to where De'Aaron Fox is there 34. He's there Giannis. And you have to be afraid of, uh, DeMontis Sabonis putting yeah. up 31 on you on any given night, but Kevin Herter could do it. Malik Monk could do it. Keegan Murray could do it. Harrison Barnes could flirt with it a little bit too. So like that's a recipe for success that I think all models of the NBA are trying to fill. And maybe that's a model that the Golden State Warriors initially established where, okay, you can stop Steph Curry. What about everybody else who's going to still drop 20 on you? This, this, this question may not matter too much anymore, but I know we asked it earlier in the week, and I asked Matt George who's, or maybe it was last week, but who's the Kings' best player? Wow. Um, I think best player is De'Aaron Fox. I think most impactful player is a different conversation. But best player is De'Aaron Fox. If I change the word from impactful to important. De- DeMontis Sabonis. 
Okay. Yeah, this DeMontis Sabonis. I mean, everything runs through DeMontis Sabonis. He flirts with a triple double every night. I think I think Drape said that last night. Like, oh, he's he's you know doing triple double watch. Or, or I think he said triple double watch. And Katie was like, yeah, that's that might be every night at this point. That's mm-hmm. just he just does. We talked about the you know assist trouble that this team had last mm-hmm. night. Re- really, for one of the first times all year, seventeen assists for the team. Sabonis still had seven. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if if the offense wasn't flowing the way that it was supposed to. His part of it was. Yeah. Um, I I think I disagree with both of you guys, though. Still De'Aaron Fox. In, in terms of important? Important. Important and best. If he's not right, they don't have a shot. Not to win I, I a game here or there, but to be where they want to be. If he's not right, if he's not 23 a night, like he can't, he can't dip down. We talk about, you know, he the, the last few games he's at 18 19 and they're 3 14, and 4 in those and games and they've you know he can't do that mm-hmm. he can't he has to be the guy that we raved about for the first month and a half of the season and and I think we lose sight of that because DeMontis is so good and a lot of the offense is put into his hands and he initiates it and things of that nature and I just think last night was a little bit of a reminder especially when you talk about road games if Fox ain't right, and if he's not performing at an all-star level, that that's the most important part of this team still. I, I think I disagree. Like, if you remove DeMontis Sabonis from the team, mm-hmm. what's that mean for them? They'd be in trouble. I mean, DeMontis if you remove a, DeMontis. All-star. Like, he's, he's, he's just as good. He's that good. They'd be in trouble if he wasn't there for sure. It's not to to diminish who he is to this team. I just think. De'Aaron Fox is – he's still the – The answer's Malik Monk. Who are we kidding? Like, Malik Monk <laughs> is the most important he, – he, he, he's the most important component yeah. to this. Nothing can happen to Malik Monk. We must protect him. Well, I mean, all jokes aside, I think he's proven to be top three simply because of how yeah. impactful he is with that second unit. Yeah. Like, it's Fox and Sabonis in whatever order you want at number one and two. Malik Monk is three. Because Malik Monk is the the engine of that second unit, and more importantly, Malik, I, I call him the flash and the flare of this Kings team. For the most part, this roster is pretty reserved, and they play pretty reserved. When Malik Monk comes in, into a game, things happen, and, and he provides an energy that his teammates match. And that clearly, I mean, even in, we see the impact that it has at home games. When Malik Monk comes into the game, the crowd gets involved immediately. Yeah. When the crowd gets involved, the Kings get involved. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's... I mean, Malik, absolutely, all jokes aside, like Malik is definitely a top three in terms of importance to this King squad, or at least he has been over the last few weeks. Yeah. No, just an interesting question. Well, yeah, they're all, I mean, they're, they're, the combination sure. of Fox and Sabonis together yeah. is, is something that can take you uh, far. Yeah. Either one of them without the other is, is an issue. You know, they, they, they need each other, this franchise. Needs them both out there. So it was just we need him. Question. We need them out there together. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't expect, though, Matt, as you you uh, sing the praises of Malik Monk, talking about him being the third most important player, I didn't expect that. No, absolutely not. Kenny did. Kenny was prepared. Kenny's been preparing for this for six years. Six years. I used I, to pray for times like this. I, I I I wasn't expecting this at all. Actually, right after your show's over here in about fifteen minutes, I have a Locked On Kings podcast dropping where I I kind of talked about the journey of Malik Monk from struggling as a young player in Charlotte. And he had the off court issues that he had in Charlotte to how he's become this six man of the year candidate. Mm -hmm. Some would say favorite in Sacramento. 
and I'm joined by um, Doug Branson from Locked On Hornets and Andy Kamenetsky from Locked On Lakers, and we talk about the development of Malik's career and how it changes the scenery versus the the things that he started in LA that he's sort of perfected or taken to another level here in Sacramento. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to dropping that podcast. But you're, it's your it's a journey that I absolutely did not expect. And there's elements of, of Malik's game, in particular his passing, that I did not expect. I knew he had elements of being a playmaker in him. I didn't expect full speed, slingshot, spin, bounce pass right into the pocket of De'Aaron to hit a wing three like he hit uh, against the Chicago Bulls on Sunday. Like those are passes that very few in the league can actually pull off and to do it with the confidence that Malik Monk has shown. Plus, I think Malik is a master at dump-off passes. He draws attention when he when he attacks the basket. That's why Chemezi Metu seems to eat so much when he and Malik Monk are on the floor together. Malik gives Chemezi Metu drop-off dunk passes and lobs like nobody else does on the team. Uh, so, I mean, Malik Malik has been, if, if there's a conversation for team MVP to this point, I think Malik Monk is is maybe a favorite. Yeah, I we've talked about this with Chemezi Metu as it relates to like Luke Walton and Alvin Gentry and the importance of coaching. The same thing's obviously true for Malik Monk. You know, Malik Monk was talking about his playmaking abilities and uh I, I think it might have been Chris Biederman, I or might have been you, Matt. Someone asked him about, you know, his his, his ability to, to play make it to, to be a playmaker and he was like, Is that something new for you? He was like, No, I've always I've always been able to do this. I've always had this in me. I just never really had the opportunity in the other places that I was at. And it's, again, man, you know, we ride these players so hard sometimes when we do these shows and these podcasts and these blogs and write-ups and all of that different stuff. And, man, when you factor in the entire picture and look at coaching, because that's what we looked at with Chemezi Metu. Like, it was tough to evaluate Chemezi Metu under Luke Walton and Alvin Gentry because he looks like a completely different player Mm -hmm. under Mike Brown. Malik Monk, clearly a different player under Mike Brown than he was – uh, and 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 who was it? Was it was it Vogel? Who was the coach last year Vogel. for the Lakers? Was Vogel. it? And, 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 and going back to Charlotte, like he he's 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 a different player at this state in his career under Mike Brown. Uh, and look, some of that obviously credit goes to Mike Brown. Some of it is all just kind of situational, right? Like the Lakers and Frank Vogel may have you know known that. Malik could do some stuff, but I got LeBron James. Yeah, you ain't going to do it there. You got Russell Westbrook, too. And I got Russell Westbrook. So it's not always, and not saying that you're saying or anybody else, but that Frank Vogel didn't see No, no, no. Yeah, no, I got you. It's just this situation didn't really call for I need you to do something different Mm -hmm. because we have two guys that can do that. And then he gets to Sacramento, then Mike Brown is like, well, man, I – I got Davion, but I don't really know what other ball handers I have. Sure, Malik, let's see what you – go ahead. I'm, I'm going to give you the keys and, and see what you can do. And it's worked out good. So timing and situation and, and sometimes competence from the coach, you know, they all play a factor into what was going on. I think in Charlotte that was the case. They didn't, they didn't have ball handers, and they still didn't really let Malik rock. So, you know, they just didn't get – That's why they're team. Charlotte. Yeah. And well, 21-year-old Malik Monk may not have been ready – for that type of for sure. role as well. And I think there's also a sense of urgency thing too, to where things did not go how Malik expected to start his career. And he had an off court issue and, and like the Charlotte Hornets did not issue him a second contract. Normally that institutes and we're familiar with this or insinuates. And we're familiar with this in Sacramento, a failed draft pick. Mm. So he got two vet minimum essentially offers, one from the Lakers, one from the Dallas Mavericks. He picked the Lakers squad. Now he, and then he signed a two year, $19 million deal with the Sacramento Kings. 
but he had to earn that. And he had to he had to bet on himself a little bit and play a little desperate in L.A. And he earned that and he's built upon that in Sacramento by recognizing that not only was this his opportunity to get paid and his opportunity to come and play with his best friend. This was his opportunity to have a significant role with a team that needs someone like him. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's a mix of change of scenery. I think it's a mix of lessons learned and maturing in the league. People forget he's just 24 years old, which is crazy to think about. Uh, and I think he he had to kind of put up or shut up and his career was loosely maybe on the line. Uh, and that's that kind of flipped the switch in him to focus and, and dial everything in. And we're seeing the results. Yeah. Uh, since we started with a, something that upset you uh, to start the show, the Twitter doctors, let's piss off Kenny here in the final few minutes. Oh, joy. Were you uh, were you were you upset with uh, not upset? Were you concerned with the uh, rebounding discrepancy last night? To be honest with you, I didn't talk about that in the show uh, mm-hmm. or in the podcast, so I didn't even look at it. Was it horrible? Uh, it, 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 it wasn't good, well, but well, Doc Rivers is here. Well, it wasn't the – I wish they tell the whole story. So but the, it wasn't the discrepancy. It was the offensive rebound, and it was a lot. Like yeah, it was 17 to 9. It, and and yeah. the, 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 the overall total, I think, was 50 to 40. The offensive rebounding discrepancy was 17 to 9. The second chance points – was a lot. Yeah, it was twenty five to eleven. My whole thing, with, my whole thing with Matt was everybody saw there like, oh, see, the Kings were just too small, you know, to to be able to match up with the the Bucks. And I went back and looked at all seventeen in offensive rebounds. A good number of those were long rebounds that guards got. And I looked back and I said, oh, these guards, you know, the the Davions and the De'Arons and Malik's, they didn't rebound from that guard spot the way they have all season long. I thought they'd done a great job. And last night. They they kind of slipped on that and let a lot of long rebounds go out. So I, that's that's all it was. I was just like, it wasn't necessarily the size issue. It was uh, them not team rebounding. Boy, if that isn't something that we've heard coach after coach after coach after coach here in Sacramento preach, though, right? You can't just rely on your bigs uh, to, to rebound, especially against a, a team with the size of the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll, I'll have to go back and, and look at that because that didn't really jump off the page to me. Admittedly, I had one eye on the game and one eye on David Patrick's uh, Sac State Hornets beating the crap out of Denver for the second uh, time this season. I wouldn't say they so, beat the crap out of them. But... Well, matter. when you beat them matter. twice in a year, you beat the crap out of them. Those are the rules. It doesn't matter if you win by one or win by two, but if you beat win them, the two meetings. I beat them by like a combined five points. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. That means that's you beat the crap out of them. Five points and I usually win by. So. Uh, that means you, that means you, 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 you beat the crap out of that all right i'm with that um kenny did denver fan caraway apparently <laughs> turning heel on coach patrick never, who knew big, never big pioneer you, guy you, you know what's funny and i know well, matt i am a pioneer guy cal state east bay pioneers I, I i know uh matt i know you're familiar with this offensive rebounds piss doug christie off oh. to mm. no level mm. oh like i i I don't know if Doug raises his voice in meetings. I don't imagine that he does. Uh-huh. Oh, but I imagine he raised his voice watching that film that's, by himself that they got another offensive about, rebound. Uh, that's like me and Miss Free Throws. You know what? That's probably a perfect comp. Doug hates offensive rebounds mm. unless he's one, getting them. <laughs> yeah. One day we will get Doug Christie as a head coach, whether it's in the NBA or in college or whatever it is, we will get Doug Christie as a head coach. And if his team gives up a single offensive rebound, he will have them running lines during the timeout. He would call a timeout and make them run on the spot. If the, if the team gave up an offensive rebound and Doug could call timeout in that second, he'd probably do it. He'll, 
Like I could see Doug Christie being a, a Mike Brown quick timeout guy. Doug Christie would his first career technical foul as a head coach is going to be him cussing out his own team, and the rest are going to be like, all right, "Hey, all right. hey, coach, hey, go too hey, far. hey coach, <laughs> relax." Buddy Hill did deserve like, that. Sit down. <laughs> his team would get the free throw though. That's how it works. It <laughs> works. It works. Uh, check out the Locked On Kings podcast wherever you get podcasts from. You look listen on the Odyssey app, um, Apple, uh, YouTube. Uh, they're everywhere. Uh, Locked on Kings podcast is great work by our friend Matt George. And of course, tune into uh, ABC 10 and check out our man here. Matt, we appreciate you as always. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.